Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, happy new year and happy 2022. It's so exciting, you know, new year, you know, comes with having new intentions. So we're going to start this new year with just a lot of great positivity, optimism, and you know, just all the things. I feel like 2022 is going to be a good year, not only for myself, but for the Oh My Allergies podcast as well. Well, you know, I just feel it in my bones, just to be quite honest. Um, But today's episode is going to be the cliche thing that everyone and their mother talks about at the beginning of a new year. So drum roll, please. New Year's resolutions, or as I like to call them, setting goals and setting intentions. Now, I know the idea of like New Year resolutions is kind of like a controversial one. So I'm just going to be talking about why I like the initial idea behind New Year's resolutions, but why resolutions can actually be problematic, why I like the term intentions rather than resolutions, and what are some of my intentions for 2022 on a personal note. So just things like that. But before we get into today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at ohmyallergies, which is the name of this podcast. Uh, Make sure that you are taking the time to write a rating and a review. Hopefully your review is five stars on Apple Podcasts. Really just helps us with being able to grow our little community here on the internet and on this podcast and being able to expand our reach. So really, if you guys take the time to write a review and to leave a rating, it really helps us out so much. So definitely appreciate you guys the ones who have done it so far um make sure to keep on telling people that you know and don't know about the podcast and now let's get into what's been going on with me So like I said, happy 2022, everyone. Um, I hope you had a great Christmas and had a great holiday season, a happy new year, all of those good things. So in terms of what's been going on with me recently, like during like the holidays, like they have been showing like marathons of like Harry Potter and like growing up, I never was a person that was like into like Harry Potter or like Twilight, you know, like those like obsessions that a lot of people my age had and so I finally like just stumbled upon like a Harry Potter movie and was just like well you know I have the time like let's watch it and guys I was actually surprised at how much I actually enjoyed the movie now the only movie that I saw the whole entire way through was the first Harry Potter movie and then they like were showing like all of them but then I kind of like got sidetracked doing other things so I didn't really get to see the second movie in full and then like all of the other movies in between um and then I saw 
part of the uh, Deathly Hollows part two movie, but then it kind of didn't really make too much sense because of the point that I was watching it. It was like right in the middle of the movie. It didn't really make sense. I was like, okay, I need to like definitely like start from the beginning again, preferably movie two, and then kind of like work my way through the whole series. So I'm definitely going to look to see if it's available like on like Netflix or Hulu. I don't really know where I can watch it at or even Amazon Prime or something like that just because I saw the first movie and I was like wow but then also I was like wait I know this movie is old I just don't know how old and then I did like a guess I was like well it can't be that old it might be like I don't know like 10 or it might be like I don't know 13 years old this movie the first movie is daggone 20 years old I was like wow and like okay I see why a lot of people are like let's go to Universal Studios and go to Harry Potter World and blah 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 and like seeing people like be so soaked up into that part of the amusement park I couldn't really like fully get into it because I couldn't appreciate it because I didn't watch any of the movies so now I'm like learning a little bit more about all of the different houses and stuff like that and so it's definitely been interesting but if you have been a person like me because just growing up I just wasn't really into the whole like wizards thing type of thing. That's just not how I grew up. Thankfully, I was able to watch like Wizards of Waverly Place, which was kind of a stretch, but I actually enjoyed Harry Potter and was actually surprised at how much I actually liked it. So if you're like me, we're kind of like on the fence about watching the movies. Definitely highly suggest watching the movies. I know there are books as well. Not have not even thought about even reading the books either. I'm probably just going to stick with the movies for now. And then like if I really like the movies, then maybe go into reading the books. But I know the books are usually always better. Um, but they're also a lot more grittier in terms of the content and stuff. Like a good example of that is like with the Hunger Games. Like I was like, oh, I really like the Hunger Game movies. But then I tried reading the books and I was like, I can't do it. Like, especially the first one, it's too, it's too intense. I can't do it. So I don't know if Harry Potter is going to be like that. So I'm kind of like, eh, don't want to do it. So I was watching that this holiday season. Also, there was a new series that started on Bravo. If you are a fan of the Million Dollar Listing series, then you're probably uh, familiar with the names I'm going to be talking about. If you're not, you're probably like, what the heck? Just going over my head. But Million Dollar Listing, it is a uh, reality TV show that's about realtors. And so they have different ones in different locations so the main million dollar listing takes place in LA so this is a spinoff off of the LA series it's kind of similar to like a sell and sunset except sell and sunset is more so like inspired off a of million dollar listing since million dollar listing has been around for like a very long time Josh Flagg and Josh Altman got a spinoff show from million dollar listing LA so have been watching that that show has been very interesting big fan of Josh Flagg just because I find him so funny and interesting and he definitely has his own sense of style for sure that you won't come across that often and so it's just been interesting seeing him go back and forth a little bit with Altman but it's kind of weird because like if you watch Million Dollar List in LA and you've been watching it for a while then like you know that they've always had like this little like frenemies thing going on so now it's kind of weird to see them in a series where they're supposed to be like best friends and buddy buddy it's really really weird to watch but it's like a really good show especially if you're into watching those real estate type of shows um the properties are always so beautiful just love it it makes me be like oh this is what I dream to be able to 
like wake up to in the morning. So highly recommend watching that show if you're interested into real estate or being able to see like pretty houses sold for like millions of dollars. Highly recommend. But those are the two shows that I have been watching lately. Um, Recently, The Bachelor just started with Clayton, which is The Bachelor that everybody is so confused as to why he was actually named The Bachelor. So, um, yeah, I don't know how I really feel about Clayton. I kind of still think that he's boring. Um, don't really think the women are all that interesting. There was a woman that was on the uh, first episode. Her name was Sally. And guys, she was kind of like so weird. Like she was supposed to get married. And then I guess like the engagement got like pulled and then she went like on The Bachelor, but then like the timeline was kind of weird. And then like she went and met Clayton before the introductions happened at night for the cocktail party and then was like crying to him and telling him how she's not ready. But then it's like, okay, if you're not ready, then like, why did you sign up for The Bachelor? Like, it was just kind of weird. And people are like, okay, she's definitely gonna be like coming back because it just, the math was not mathing in that situation. So I've just been on a reality TV kick and have been just watching both of those shows. Also, another thing that happened actually a little bit after New Year's, so like January 2nd, January 3rd, was me attending this conference. It's called Passion Conference. It's held by Passion City Church here in Georgia. I actually didn't attend it in person. I saw it online through the online stream. And that's something that I did last year because last year's conference was entirely online um, because of everything with the panini, as some people call it. But this year's conference, I was really excited about it because last year's conference was my first time being able to see passion conference and the previous year I'd heard so many people um, that I'm friends with talk about it and say like really great things about it so I was really interested in going to last year's passion conference but with everything with the panini and everything like that it just you know didn't work out being able to see it in person but I was happy that they still had it online and that I was able to see all of the different speakers and be able to hear all the different musical artists and listen to like people like Crowder and people like that and you know it was just a really great experience so this past year's conference for 2021 going into 2022 happened and there was an opportunity to be able to go in person but with the whole thing with the new variant I just didn't think it was the best decision for me or the smartest decision so I was really happy to hear that they had an online component to this year's conference and being able to stream it and I actually used my Apple TV that I got for Christmas to be able to airplay it onto the television so that was really fun and exciting because I've been wanting an Apple TV for as long as I can remember. I have been a person who has been in the Apple ecosystem for a very long time but at the time when I was really like wanting an Apple TV like years 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 ago it just didn't make sense because of the time of where the Apple TV was like the Apple TV was more so a device to be able to watch like your TV shows and movies that you purchased on the iTunes store rather than being a place where you can be able to see like your Amazon Prime videos your Netflix videos your Hulu videos things like that so I feel like as years and years and years has gone on and like the competition has gotten you know a lot more 
better. Apple TV has just opened itself up to being able to uh, have those capabilities. And so more so recently, I had been looking at the Apple TV. So I was really excited to be able to get it for Christmas. So I have been using the absolute crap out of it, especially for that conference. So really was like, hee hee hee, I'm like airplaying it and doing all the things. So I really, really did enjoy being able to see Passion Conference, especially being able to see one of my favorite bands, which is Maverick City Music. And I just love them. I was so into you know all their different songs that they were singing and playing and things like that to the point where like I actually stubbed my foot on like some metal and like didn't really even register or really feel it and so the next morning I actually woke up and had like a ring of blood on my foot so I currently have like my foot bandaged and everything like that but I was like so into the music but I really loved that conference and I was really excited to be able to go but that's pretty much what's been going on with me. So the foodie like I want to talk to you guys about is from the brand Slingshot Coffee. It's their 64 ounce like ready to drink. It's like a big box of like cold brew. And honestly, this is literally the best thing that could have ever been created for a cold brew lover like me because it's so easy and so convenient to be able to have like a lot of cold brew in your refrigerator at all times. So like usually what I'll do is every morning, I'll just get up, go straight to the fridge, be able to have that box of cold brew there and get a little bit because literally all you need is a little bit. You do not need a lot of the coffee because I put as much coffee as I normally would for like another brand and it was way too much for me and I was like eh, eh. it was like way too much it was way too much and I was like yeah no amount of milk or creamer can really help with being able to make this cold brew not be as strong as it is so you just need a little tiny bit I put like probably like maybe like a half a cup or a cup of like my favorite non-dairy milk. And it's just so good. It's a great way to be able to have your cold brew. And most importantly, it's just so easy. It just makes having cold brew so easy. You don't have to buy cold brew as often because you get like 64 ounces of it. So highly recommend if you have access to it because it's like a nice big fridge box that's just so delicious. Another one of my foodie likes, it's from the brand, I think it's like Simply Nature. I don't know, it's like some barbecue quinoa chips from Aldi's. Really have been loving those. If you don't know this about me, I don't know if you guys do, but I am a big lover of barbecue chips. Love them. Really like having a more healthier option. I've been trying to find like more healthier snack options. Been trying to snack a lot less, which I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job at. Um, but I'm trying to find like if I am going to snack like more healthier options and things that are not going to make me feel bad after eating them or if I or if I'm like done eating them then I feel like it wasn't worth eating if that makes sense so been looking for things that are more healthier for my body that are flavorful that I find delicious and really have been loving these quinoa chips they taste so good they're nice light airy have a lot of flavor Highly, highly recommend trying them. But those are my foodie likes that I want to share with you guys. So with that being said, let's get right into the allergy news. So 
So this week's allergy news comes from the Daily Mail and it's an article titled Boy Suffers Allergic Reaction to Oculus Quest 2 and Eyes Swell Shut. So a boy was actually rushed to the hospital after he had an allergic reaction to the Facebook virtual reality headset that he had gotten for Christmas and his eyes swelled shut. And he was 13 years old. He was so happy, so excited to be able to get this Oculus Quest 2 from his grandparents. He really just couldn't wait to just strap it to his head and just get into to the game and it wasn't until the next day when his mother started to notice that the skin around his eyes and his forehead just started to go red and then he was taken to the hospital when his eyes started to swell shut and the doctors said that it was an allergic reaction. There was a recall alert that showed Facebook who owns Oculus had received over 5,000 reports of facial skin irritation with reactions like rashes, swelling, burning, itching, hives, and bumps after they used this Oculus thing. And so his family said that the allergic reaction, quote, almost looked like he was wearing blush. And they also said that there was like a slight amount of swelling. So they gave him some purities, which like the next morning when he woke up, his eyes were nearly shut with the swelling. And so his doctor saw him and they suggested that it was likely a delayed allergic reaction known as allergic contact dermatitis to the headset and the doctor prescribed him some antihistamines and some precautionary steroids according to this article and so if you have listened to this podcast I've talked about allergic contact dermatitis and it can be triggered by anything that your body is sensitive to and it can manifest in a lot of different ways from swelling to rashes and even hives and like I said I've talked about it in multiple episodes this type of a reaction is very different from an anaphylactic one. So definitely thought this article was really interesting because you don't really think about different things that you might be putting on your head, like headsets could possibly trigger an allergic reaction, but this is a really firm example that that could actually be the case. So definitely make sure that you're doing your research and making sure that when you're buying things that you're well aware of the different tools and materials that are used. If you have a lot of skin irritation and skin allergy type of experiences in your past. So I just think this is a really great article to show that hey like a lot of people have skin reactions and it could be to things that you might not even really think about but as always in the show notes this allergy news article will be linked and definitely look at it to be able to get the full story I don't talk about the entire full story but kind of like some highlights and just to be able to kind of start that conversation so definitely check out our show notes to read the full article so with that being said let's get right into today's topic which is all about new year new intentions and really just creating habits that are really just gonna stick and talking about what my intentions are for the year In my opinion, I really just view entering a new year as just having like a fresh start and just a clear canvas just to be able to make a difference and make an impact in your community, in your country, and just in your world, to be quite honest. I think the wholesome idea of putting together a list of things that you want to accomplish or having a new mindset that you want to adopt in the new year is not a bad thing. I think when things you want to accomplish are unrealistic, that's when you open the can of worms of the toxicness to your mental health and things of that sort. Now, I know I've heard people say new year intentions rather than 
new year resolutions. I prefer the term intentions just because I view intentions as being more of mindful, broader ideas, you know, something that you want to meditate on and manifest into your life or adopting a principle in a way of thinking that you want to live by. Whereas with resolutions, they tend to be goals that can be hard and fast. Now, I think more than ever coming up with a list of intentions each month and for the new year is something that should be done rather than just resolutions because these past two or so years just really just show you that life doesn't always go according to the way that we plan for it. And actually, there are studies that show that 45% of Americans, they usually set New Year's resolutions, but only 8% of people actually end up achieving and reaching the goals that they set, which is really crazy. Like, first of all, 45%, and then it goes down to like 8%. That's like very drastic. And so like one thing when I came across that study, I was like, okay, like why the big gap? Like what's causing this gap? Well, people having like these really ambitious new goals and there's nothing wrong with having an ambitious goal or two because I know I have some personally myself, um, but having ambitious goals without having some sort of a strategy or a game plan is really just setting yourself up for failure. And I think that we just get so excited about reaching our goals that we actually forget that we need next steps in like some sort of a plan on how we are actually gonna be able to achieve those said goals. Also, I think another problem with resolutions is the fact that they typically involve really big lifestyle changes within a short period of time. And I mean, some people can go cold turkey. I know I can once I get into a mood of, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, but that might not be the case for everyone. Not everyone can do that. So if you set out to cut out let's say an entire food group like carbs or wanting to work out two to three times a day and then you skip a workout or you eat french fries because they just looked really delicious or you experience something that kind of just messes with your plans like the panini, the vid, you may just really just feel like completely giving up and not finishing out what you wanted to achieve. And based on those statistics that I just mentioned, it sounds like that is the case for a lot of people. And I know that I've been guilty of it myself, which is why I want to start focusing more so on setting intentions. So choosing a goal that is more so on the broad side. So for an example, like improving my health, being intentional with who I choose to spend time with and who I let into my inner circle, you know, things like that. You know, I came up with a list and it's a list that I think that I'm going to continue to add to throughout the year. And I think it will be cool to see next year, like if I was able to achieve and reach the intentions that I set out for in the beginning of the year. So I'm going to go through some intentions that I've written down thus far. Like I said, I'm going to add to it. But these are some things that when I was really just reflecting and thinking about what things I would like to see myself achieve for this upcoming year, I was like, hmm, okay, I think I want to put these things on the list. So uh, the first intention I have is to spend more time reading books rather than mindlessly scrolling. And this is something that I like really got into, especially last year. I would always say that I have been a reader, but I definitely have my moments where I'm like hardcore reading and then I like stop. And I think a lot of it has to do with reading for like school or things like that, that 
you do so much of that type of reading that you really don't want to pick up any other type of book. And so I've really been intentional of really getting back into reading. And I read a lot on my Kindle at night. And it really has been able to relax me. And I like being able to experiment with different genres. And so I definitely want to put more time and energy into reading rather than like mindlessly scrolling on like Instagram or like on Twitter, because you can kind of just get into like this whole dark hole of like just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling when I could be doing a lot more better things with my time. And so I definitely want to get more into reading books. And so my goal for this year actually is to read like 50 books. I think last year I did like totaling up how many books that I read because each month I would write down what book I read. And I think it totaled to about 30 books. So I did pretty good. And so I kind of want to just take that number to another level and kind of just push myself. Um, but also keep in mind of having a goal that I think is achievable and doable. I know there's some people that are like, I read like a hundred plus books. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to even do that to myself. I'm not going to even play myself like that. So my goal is to read 50 books. Thus far, I want to say that I've read about three or four. So I think it's pretty good for we're still in the month of January and there's more days to go. So I think I'm on a pretty good track. And there are times where there are more months where I read more books than another. Like I know last year I read so many books in October. It was crazy. Like I read about half of the amount of books that I read for the whole entire year in one month. It's crazy. I know that it's something that I enjoy, so I just want to put more time into doing it. My second intention is to work on not being afraid to speak up for my allergies in restaurants. And this is something that I've talked about on the podcast, had guests on the podcast that have talked about this themselves. And I think it's just something that everyone in the allergy community is just a work in progress in and not really uh, feeling like they are a bother when they're talking with, you know, waiters or waitresses or, you know, restaurant staff, and really just making sure that you're doing what you can to put your health and put your allergies at the forefront of your mind. And especially when you're eating out, like it's really important to have that communication. So I definitely want to get better at, you know, being a little bit more um, firm and, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm doing it in a, you know, nice way, but at the same time, making sure that people fully understand the extent of allergies and like why it's very serious and why like I can't just scrape off something and put it on the side and why like that's very problematic to say to somebody who has allergies. Another intention of mine is to actually drink more water. I will say that typically I am pretty good at drinking water. I have two Hydro Flask water bottles that are both 32 ounces. And I typically drink about, on a good day, probably about like four or more of them in a day. But since the whole panini has happened and stuff, I've definitely have seen a drop in terms of how much water that I'm drinking and so I want to get back into drinking a lot more water. I just feel a lot better when I'm drinking water consistently throughout the day and so 
making sure that I'm drinking, you know, actual water instead of sparkling water. That's something that I would be like, oh, well, I'm drinking water. I'm drinking sparkling water. It's the same thing when it's not really the same thing, but it kind of is. So I want to get better at drinking more regular water. My fourth intention that I wrote down is to go to an allergist, which I am supposed to actually be going to an allergist soon. And I know a lot has changed since the last time that I went to an allergist. So it'll definitely be interesting just to see what my results are and to kind of just compare and contrast from the last time that I went to an allergist. So my next intention is to create a morning routine that centers me and really just prepares me for the rest of my day. Usually like in the past when I've tried to be like that aesthetic person that creates a morning routine, I don't stick with it. But it doesn't even have to be something that's like YouTube worthy in my opinion. Like it's just something that for me like I said, centers me and, and I feel like it really just prepares me to have the best mindset when I am starting my day. So something that I've started doing is getting on my spin bike in the morning. I was doing it consistently and then I kind of dropped because of the thing that happened with my foot, but I want to get back into it. Um, I think my foot is a lot better than it was. So hopefully I can get back on my bike without, you know, pain from like my but rubbing up against my spin shoe, just doing things like that, being able to read like a couple chapters of a book in the morning, be able to drink my chlorophyll water, being able to, you know, have my breakfast, just being able to, like I said, create a morning routine that, you know, I feel like is doable for myself and it doesn't put a lot of pressure on myself. I feel like for morning routines, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be able to do a certain amount of things like in the morning when it's like, if it's causing you stress, then you probably uh, should be able to make adjustments to make sure that you are as stressless as possible. Okay, stress overall is just not really good for you. My next intention is to find skincare products that agree with my skin, listen to my body, and really get better at reading ingredients of skincare products. Because I think I talked about in a recent episode about how when it comes to like skincare products and personal care products, you don't typically look at the ingredients list that often. Um, it's just not something that comes to your mind. You tend to think of ingredients lists, at least for me, I tend to think of ingredients lists in association with like food and food products and things that I'm putting in my body in terms of like food. Uh, don't really think about anything else that would have an ingredients list, but there's so many other things that have ingredients list or materials list and things like that. So I wanna get better at reading those ingredients on those different types of products and then also being able to find skincare products that really agree with my skin, like I said, because I have very sensitive skin. Like there are like some scrubs that are out there that people are like, oh, like this is a good scrub for like sensitive skin and it's like too harsh for me or people being like, oh, like you should do this like DIY thing. It's supposed to be really good, like a sugar scrub or something. That's too harsh for my skin. Um, I know when I first got a Clarisonic, it took a while for my skin to be able to get used to it and me having to really adjust the different cleansers that I was using with it and then not using it every single day because of how harsh it was for my skin. So just really finding, you know, what works and what doesn't and you know, making sure that it's something that I feel good about. So uh, intention number seven is to start my mornings with movement. So like I said, I recently started getting back on my spin bike in the morning because I got the spin bike because I was spinning right before the panini hit. 
and then I stopped and then there's some months that passed by and then I was like oh like I want to get a spin bike and then since then it's kind of just been an expensive accessory so I don't want it to be an expensive accessory so I've been like okay we need to actually use this thing because Otherwise, it was just a waste of money. Um, either doing that or even just going on a morning walk to really just help with being able to reach uh, 10,000 steps a day and kind of starting off from there. I know there was one day where I was able to like reach 30,000 plus steps in a day and I didn't have to go to like Walt Disney World or something like that for that to happen but that was like years ago when I was really into like counting my steps and like doing like walks and stuff like that with my fitness tracker and with my Fitbit and with my Jawbone when Jawbone was a fitness tracker company they don't even exist anymore um but yeah I really want to get back into starting my mornings with movement just because I feel so much better and even though there are times where I'm like, oh, like, I really don't want to get on my bike or I'm like, oh, like, I really don't want to have to do those extra steps to be able to reach 10 or 15,000 steps in a day. But like afterwards, I feel like it was so worth it. And I feel so much better about myself. And I feel like I was, you know, not wasting time. And I was like doing something productive with my time. Um, Another intention that I have is to begin incorporating mindfulness into my fitness. So I know that was something that I had started doing since I got my Fitbit in June of 2020. Um, but I don't do it as consistent as I probably should. I do it a lot when I'm getting ready to go into a situation that apparently like my body feels like is being stressful like have you ever had a moment where like you don't really feel stressed but then like you're like oh my goodness like why are my shoulders tense or why am I gritting my teeth like I didn't even really know that I was feeling stressed so I have a lot of moments like that throughout the day so I want to definitely get back into doing like guided meditations like through the Fitbit because I have like a like a little mindfulness section in there and then also since I have the Peloton app they have a lot of bedtime meditation so I had been doing those and oh what my gosh I slept like a baby when I did those so I definitely want to get back into doing those and doing them consistently because in my opinion and in my life, I saw like a really drastic difference when I did do those in terms of like my quality of sleep, when I would look at my Fitbit app to be able to see like what were my sleep patterns throughout the night, I just saw like a really good improvement in them. So I definitely want to do more of that. So my next intention is to take more time to chill out. I feel like a lot of people, including myself, we are so wrapped up in being busy, 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 that even when we think that we are chilling out we really aren't chilling out um like have you ever had it where like you're you're sitting at home on your couch and you're like thinking you're chilling out but then like you're still doing something that's like stressful so like for example for me I love doing these podcasts and being able to do the whole process of it of recording and editing them but even though editing really does soothe me and I find it to be relaxing but I'm still working so like taking more time to like actually chill out and not like fake chill out if that makes sense. My 10th intention is to be intentional with who I choose to spend my time with and who I let into my inner circle which is something that I talked a little bit about earlier on as an example um, and it's something that I definitely want to implement into my life just because 
To be quite honest, you shouldn't just let anybody in your inner circle. You should be very cautious and very mindful and intentional when allowing people into that circle, whether they're family, whether they're friends. And I'm a firm believer in that, that you should not be around a bunch of yes people, but be around a lot of people who have that same trajectory in terms of where you see yourself and where you want to go and who you want to be. Um, being around people who have, you know, a drive to want to do something bigger than themselves in life, uh, people who just, you know, have similar aspirations in terms of work ethic and drive. Um, those are things that really are important to me when I am being intentional with people who I choose to be around and talk with and interact with. And so that's something that I want to be a little bit better at doing and not just talking to anybody just to be talking to anybody, um, but really just being intentional with the friendships and relationships that I choose to put time into. So my 11th intention, I'm almost done guys. I have about like 13 intentions that I've come up with thus far. So still bear with me. Uh, my 11th intention is to take time to discover the foods that my body loves and the food that my body hates. And just really just becoming more in tune with my body. I feel like over the years I've gotten a lot better with that. But still there are times where I feel like I'm a little in this, like out of sync. I almost said in sync. A little out of sync. Um, so I want to get better at doing that. And the last two intentions I wanted to share with you all is one, me working on bettering my graphic design skills. It's something that I have been telling myself, especially with the whole panini and everything. That's something that I want to get better at, especially, you know, with some programs that I have on my computer and also some that I have on my iPad as well. And to really just work on bettering my skills in graphic design. And then also just really spending more time and doing research on ways to just really just continue to grow my business and this community but those are the intentions that I came up with so far I would love to know what you all's intentions and goals are for 2022 so make sure you send those to us on the oh my allergies podcast Instagram which is at oh my allergies but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode I know I usually don't do episodes like this but I think that's something that I want to do more and more of in this new year so if you are not subscribed to the podcast make sure you are subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at ohmyallergies. Make sure that you take the time to write a review and to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully that rating is five stars. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>